Got ourselves a finance-only piece coming your way right now. And I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate you guys as always. I appreciate your time, your attention, you know, inside of the cube and listening to my financial thoughts. But for those of you guys out there that may not know, if you want more of an advanced discussion that's centered more around options trading, then definitely check me out on Tasty Trade, man. I'm so humbled and honored to be able to host a daily show over there amongst other things. But my main thing, my flagship show from theory to practice every day, one o'clock central standard time for a more advanced discussion. Whereas F cubed is very much, you know, beginner holistic finance talking about, you know, investments and credits or in credit and budgets and all that kind of stuff. But check me out on tasty trade every day, one o'clock. All right, Jim Schultz here for the F-Cubed Podcast. It's a Wednesday. Hey, man, it's a Wednesday night. I'm not recording this until 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. So Wednesday almost got away from me, man. I mean, we're doing Tuesday motivations, or we're doing Monday motivations on Tuesday. We're doing Wednesday podcasts almost on Thursday. I mean, I'm really slipping on you guys, and uh, my apologies on the front end. I'm going to try to get things together here for the next, you know, the next couple of weeks, but uh, but man, you just never know. For those of my listeners out there that have small children or have large children that were once small children, <laughs> you know that sometimes life life can kind of uh, have its own agenda that you have to contend with. So, but nevertheless, here we are on a Wednesday, and I've got a good I've got a good segment for you guys, man. We're gonna go finance only today, which is not something that we do a whole lot. And that's because I have the incredible privilege of working with Tasty Trade every day and hosting my own show and having an opportunity to be on so many of the other, you know, uh, talented show hosts, uh, their shows. And it's just, it's, it's awesome, man. So I talk about finance all the time. And so that's why I kind of lean more towards fitness and faith with F Cubed. But finance is still very much a huge part of my life and my passion and you know just just everything that I want F cube to be about. So, on that note, I wanted to talk for a minute about risk reduction with options. And so, I wanted to title it exactly as such because one of the things that is so interesting to me and I'm really just kind of fascinated by this is that when most people, whether they be an average person or even someone with a little bit of stock market experience, when they hear the word options in the context of the financial markets, risk reduction is not the label that they would apply to said instrument. Most people think of options as a risky instrument. Most people think of options as a product that you could use if you wanted to create leverage, if you wanted to create you know, an amplification effect on your returns. Those are both true, but you can absolutely reduce your risk with options. Let me say that again. You can absolutely reduce your risk with options. And, you know, the method that I'm going to talk about here tonight is something I've mentioned before on the podcast in, you know, different episodes and in a slightly different context, but it is so valuable and it is so effective. I almost feel like 
like like quitting quitting Tasty Trade, quitting F Cubed, like quitting all the stuff and just going on the road and just telling everybody about this one strategy because I feel like it is so powerful and I feel like too many people discount it as oh yeah that's like that's for that's for uh, you know. Uh, you know the weak-minded that's for you know the conservative that's for people that don't really you know don't really want to take a shot and it's like come on man like this is just this is a great strategy and I think it just doesn't get enough press and so before we even get into the strategy itself because this isn't even really a strategy episode I don't want to turn this into a strategy episode I want this actually to be more all-encompassing about reducing risk with options. When somebody says that options are risky and they leave it at that, like that's all they have to offer to the conversation, that really bothers me because that is an incomplete statement at best. It is a disingenuous statement at worst. And so if that's all somebody knows and they're offering that up into the conversation, then that's one thing. But if somebody knows better, if somebody knows the full story and can articulate both sides of the fence and he or she chooses to say, well, options are, are really, really risky. I'm like, yeah, that's not really, you know, that's that's very much like getting in the world of fitness and not giving people the full story. That's very much like getting into the world of fitness and saying something like, Oh, keto is a magic bullet. Well, that's not true. Oh, carbs will make you fat. Oh, well, that's not true either. And so it's like people will take these little snippets, these little sound bites, and turn them into these axioms of truth that we all need to follow and adhere to. And that's just not true. And the same thing is true when it comes to risk and options. Now, yes, you can, you know, to be fair, you know, I'm not going to, you know, condemn people for not articulating both sides of the fence and then not articulate both sides of the fence myself. Yes, you can absolutely take on more risk with options. Yes, you start getting into some undefined positions, some naked positions. You can definitely leverage your capital. You can definitely amplify your effects so that you are in a riskier situation than maybe holding straight stock would bring. And that might be what you want. I think all too often times people get into that situation not quite knowing what they've gotten themselves into, but that's a separate podcast definitely altogether, and I'll be sure to include that in my little roadshow that I'm about to do on this uh, this idea. But the idea that having an options position automatically equates to more risk than holding straight stock is just blatantly false. I mean, take a strategy, and this is a strategy I've talked about you know, a couple of times on the podcast, and I talk about it all the time on my show at Tasty Trade too, a covered call. Take a covered call. Again, you know, it's very, it's very simple. Well, it's, it's sort of simple. The mechanics are simple. How to actually like manage a covered call profitably, how to a- actually like handle a covered call over time, that's, that's a lot more nuanced, and that's its own series for sure. But at the outset, it's a very simple, straightforward strategy. You own stock, you sell an out-of-the-money call against that stock. People will look at that strategy, and again, they kind of discount it, kind of write it off as like, yeah, that might be for beginners, but I'm serious, man. Like that might be for people that don't know what they're doing, but yeah, I know what I'm doing. Well, I think that people don't give it enough credit because you know, with something like a covered call, 
If you are a conservative investor, which just go playing the percentages, I'd be willing to bet that you are because two-thirds of the American population is conservative. Two, two-thirds of the American population you know, would classify themselves as being pretty risk-averse. I myself am quite risk-averse. And so thinking about that and looking at that through – or looking at this through that lens, something like a covered call just makes so much sense. Because here's what happens when you own stock and you sell an out-of-the-money call against it. That short out-of-the-money call that you have sold, that's going to trim your directional risk. That's going to make you less bullish. You're still going to be able to be bullish, but it's going to make you a little bit less bullish. And in a world where nobody knows anything, at least in the short term, that's a pretty good proposition. And, and let's, let's actually go a little further with that. In a world where nobody knows anything in the short term, but in that same world, we all know that the market's going higher over the long term. I would bet everything I have on that because history has shown us that to be true every single time. You know, when you start to not look in terms of months or years, but you start to look in terms of 5, 10, 15, 20-year increments, right, the market is going to go higher. It doesn't always go higher in every five-year increment. It doesn't even necessarily go higher in every 10-year increment. But you start looking over 15, 20, 25 years, you're talking about a market that is going to give you, you know, around 7, 8, 9, 10% depending on exactly how you invested and all that kind of stuff. But knowing that, it's like, wow, covered call, that makes so much sense. I can trim my directional exposure since I don't know anything in the short term, but I can remain bullish because I know the markets are going higher in the long term. All right, that makes a ton of sense. So Jim, tell me more. Well, here you go. In exchange for your trimming your bullishness, in exchange for your limiting your potential gains on the strategy, you are able to collect money every single day against that position from something called theta, which is you know definitely its own podcast and all that kind of stuff. It's one of the Greeks in the option pricing models, but don't get hung up on that. It's literally true. By selling that out-of-the-money call, one of the things that you get in exchange for limited upside and trimmed bullishness is money in your pocket every single day. Every single day that passes, no matter what the stock does, goes up, goes down, goes sideways, does not matter, you are going to get a few shekels for your time. Now, it doesn't guarantee you're going to make money on the position. It doesn't guarantee that it's going to be a profitable position, but it does guarantee that every day that passes, you are going to collect something that you would not otherwise collect if you only own the stock. So now, let's put those two pieces together. Specifically, the directional piece, actually. If I have a covered call, that is literally less risky than owning the stock itself. If you own the stock itself, if it goes up by a dollar, you make a dollar. But if it goes down by a dollar, you lose a dollar. Well, if you have a covered call, the way it sets up in the mechanics of the strategy is that if the stock goes up by a dollar, you may only make 70 cents. But if the stock goes down by a dollar, you may, you will only lose or may only lose 70 cents. And so the idea here is you literally have a position that will fluctuate less in value as the stock moves around. You have a position that is less risky than the stock itself. So the next time somebody says to you, you know, randomly on the street while you're pumping gas and you get into these options trading conversations with people at the gas station, and they say, yeah, I'm not interested in options, man. It's too risky. You, you show them this podcast. You share this link with them to this podcast. 
because I need listeners and I need listeners bad. But you do that and this will tell them, this will show them and open their eyes to, hey, there is a way to use options if I am a conservative investor. There is a way to use options in, a, in very much a risk reduction type way. Now, there may be a time and a place to increase risk. You know, I'm not necessarily saying that that doesn't have a place or a home for some people at times too. But I just wanted to move us away from this one-way street thinking in that options automatically equate to more risk because that is just not the truth. So that's it, man. We got this guy. We pumped it out on Wednesday night. I'm pretty proud of myself, to be honest with you, because uh, between Eli busting his lip open and Penelope just river full of tears, man. It was a tough couple hours at the Schultz Manor, but uh, but we survived, and I got this out to you guys. I hope it was valuable for you. I hope that it gave you you know, a new appreciation for risk, a new appreciation for being conservative, if that does jive with you, and maybe a new way to think about or approach you know, the options market. And so if you haven't done so already, you know, if you've been listening for a while, if you wanted to take 10 seconds and leave me a rating and a review on iTunes, that would help me out so much. It would help give the podcast a little bit more visibility. It would help give it maybe a wider reach, you know, to get out to a few more folks and kind of help them with, you know, fitness, finance, and faith. So thank you guys. I appreciate you so much. And I will see you guys on Friday. Hey guys, real quick, just wanted to make you guys aware if you don't already know about this, uh, every Tuesday night, Autumn and I get on Facebook live at 8.15 Central Standard Time for about a half an hour, and man, we just answer questions, we have an open discussion about all things fitness, finance, and faith, and we've been doing this for all of 2018, and it's been a lot of fun, and we really look forward to it every week. And so I wanted to make you guys aware and invite you guys to join us on the next Tuesday. You know, as your schedule permits, man. I mean, we're all busy. We're all super busy. And so just pop in for a few minutes, you know, just kind of be a casual observer or bring a question or a comment or an issue or whatever. Facebook live every Tuesday night, 815 Central Standard Time. I will see you guys there.